on the same page or not. But at least we're one in her, one inherent family. But Klai Yisrael is coming up to the to the Yamsuf, and their mom is scared, and they start screaming out. They start crying out, and they start complaining. Really, really intense things. What do they say? There's no place to bury us in Mitzrayim. You have to take us out over here? Like 15 minutes ago, they just saw these seven flowers. They just left the Mitzrayim, and now they see that they're stuck with the Yamba in front of them. They see the Mitzrayim running after them, willing, desiring to take them back to Mitzrayim, and they scream out in pain. They scream out and really talking very, very scary things. What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Is a consummate manik, is a consummate leader. What does he try to do to them? He says, he speaks to the people, don't be scared. You just saw previously, like five minutes ago, the same way that Hashem helped you in Mitzrayim, Hashem didn't help you here too. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Hashem is going to fight for you. You're going to see Hashem is going to take care of you. Hashem, Moshe is trying to calm their nerves. But has it? Trying to calm their nerves. Such, a, it's such an amazing thing. And you see, what do we see later? We don't even know directly the Pesukim that says Moshe Rabbeinu was davening or not. What does it say? Hashem responds to Moshe. Why are you crying out to me? I'll speak to the people, be so, and go, and tell them to journey forth. So, whoa. Rashi tells us, what does Rashi tell us? Why are you screaming, why are you screaming out to me? Lamanu, we see from here, that Moshe was davening to the people. Was davening to Akash Baruch, sorry, for the people. Omar Allah Akash Baruch, Hashem responds back to him. Now is not the time to start davening. She is thrown the Sudan Matsar, because Kalei Shrov is in distress. Tell them to go forward and journey forth. What is Hashem's taina on Moshe Abedin at this moment to start to, First of all, we don't even know, we don't even see it in the Pesukim itself with Moshe Abedin was davening. It's only from the fact that this Baruch Hu tells him to stop davening that we know that he is davening. That's what Rashi says, Lamanu, we see from here that Moshe Abedin was davening. What's the problem with Moshe Abedin was davening? How long could it have been? How, much, how long could he have been sitting there davening? Why is Hashem upset at him at this very moment? Prayers were answered from the beginning already. Oh, so why, why, it's true. Why is, but isn't that, so isn't that the natural response when a person is in distress? At that moment, a person should have, and I'll even tell you, I'll even tell you, there's a famous machlik, is Rambam and the Ramban, about what is the nature, what is the chiv of tefillah. Is tefillah, is davening the araisa, or is it the Rabban? Are you familiar with this machlik is? The Rambam says, I'm going to read to you from the Rambam, it's a hutsi, hutshitsivonu la'avdu, Hashem was mitzavah us to daven every single day. It's a mitzvah minatayr to daven. Right? It's a, it's mahiya, which is the avoida of the heart. What's the avoida of the heart? Zutfila, the commandments of the prophets. So the Rambam quotes and really brings down as one of the 613 mitzvahs that a person is obligated to pray. So who disagrees with, who disagrees with the Rambam on, on these types of matters? The Ramban. Nachmanides. The Ramban argues in the Rambam. says, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. I'm going to read, read to you from the Ramban. Davening is not a chayva. It's not an obligation. It's a beautiful thing that Hashem allows us the opportunity to daven to Him. That Hashem listens to us. That Hashem wants to hear our prayers. But not that He's expecting us or demanding of us on a biblical level that we require to pray. What does it mean when the Torah says that? What is it? It's only a dindar abanan. 
it's only a mitzvah der Rabbanan that a person should pray. Either a mitzvah der Rabbanan or he says Wait, it's a nice idea. Take the sources from the Torah where it's... He says there's no obligation min ha to pray. Oh, so we just see However, they did with the oh, obligation. But says the Rambam, he says, where do I agree with the Rambam? I do agree with the Rambam in one aspect. That if a person is in a state of distress, then for sure min ha then for sure on a biblical level a person is required to pray. But what do we see from here? Both the Ramban and the Rambam both agree yeah, there is a discussion and an argument whether or not by, whether or not you wake up in the morning you're obligated to pray at that very moment, right? You're, there's an obligation to pray or the Chazal made a takana that a person is obligated to pray three times a day or at least two times a day and three, three is a minute, right? The Meyer is a minute, let's say. But everyone agrees, both the Rabban and the Rabban, that there's for sure a biblical obligation, a chiv that if you're in a state of distress, of course you pray. So I return back to this issue. Right, but we can either just say simply, Klal Yisrael is in a state of distress. Isn't the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu goes and prays for the Jewish people, isn't that the very natural response that a Jew, a Jew should have when they're in a state of distress, is to pray? And yet, a Klal Yisrael responds to Moshe, "Who matut zergelai? Why are you screaming out to me? Mechatesi, lo yisat alarch patvila." You could say maybe he was bothered by the fact he's mayrch patvila, but he says, "Why are you even calling out to me to begin with? Matut zergelai? Why are you screaming out to me?" He didn't say, why are you screaming out to me, quote, like, you know, uh, to, that you're speaking too long. It seems to be he was even bothered by the very nature of the fact that he prayed. And I'll tell you even further. If you look back at the, what, the, what, the, what Klai Yisrael was saying, I mentioned before previously, the way that Klai Yisrael was talking about HaGadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe was really intense. Hamid Ben you want to kill us here? It was not enough that you take us out of here. You kill, you, what are you talking? Like, really, Klai Yisrael? Am Yisrael, us. This is where we're holding that we just 15 minutes ago saw the most amazing Nisan, most amazing miracles. As a little bit of a challenge, all of a sudden you break down, you fall apart, you start screaming, you start screaming at Hashem and Klai Yisrael. Yeah, and Moshe Rabbeinu. What's going on over here? When you have people, you have people that are trying to kill you, it's sore, it's very, 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 very it's, So it's understandable. I'm not saying God forbid it's not understandable. But come on, I mean, this is not, it, it takes that much to, for all the house of cards to fall down? For someone to crumble and to, to fall apart? It's hard to understand. Meaning, so what am I trying to say? I'm not trying to say that it's not the Sophia. I'm trying to say that Moshe Rabbeinu obviously saw within Klai Yisrael a certain fear that why else would he daven? He's davening for them. Maybe he's davening for them. Did we pray by the Makkas? Did he pray by the Makkas? There are, yeah, he did pray by the Makkas. But, but not that he was in a place... I mean, that was like a preordained thing that Hashem was going to do, period. Like, you know, he's going to take us out that way. And this is just part of that. It's like a continuation of that. So it's already like a preordained thing that... So why pray when it's going to happen anyway? Well, okay, there are more times in which you're going to pray, but, it's, but again, it wasn't a distress for Klai Yisrael. Here is in a place where Klai Yisrael is in distress. They weren't in distress by the Marcus. They had Mayim, but they had water. But it's a waste of tefillah? It's not a waste of tefillah, no. It's not a waste of tefillah. Yeah. Here, it seems to be a little bit hard to understand. Why is a Moshe Rabbeinu not allowed to pray to Klai Baruch Why is Klai Baruch upset that Moshe Rabbeinu cried out to him? So if you take a look, actually, if you take a look at the Svarna, it's looking amazing. I'm, I'm just, when I was going through the Svarna, I was, I almost fell apart when I saw it. It's oh. like this beautiful Svarna. It's a whole piece, but I'm just going to quote to you the, the main part of the Svarna. It's beautiful. It's almost beautiful Svarna. Tzakas Moshe. Moshe was crying out. Meaning to say, why was Moshe Beinu crying out? Meaning you could say, hey, he was crying out because he was scared of the impending army. And you could say, maybe that's why Moshe Beinu was not allowed to pray. But it wasn't because of a fear of the fact that the impending army of Pyro was coming upon him. What instead was the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was crying out? The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu started davening with Hashem 
was because once he heard the way that the leaders of the Jewish people, again, as a reflection of what the rest of the nation was feeling, that they were oh. saying, God, you want to kill right. us in Mitzrayim. The Choshav, he said, Oyvei, this is the way they're talking? Right. Even if I would tell them to travel and to go forward into the water, they're not going to listen to me. Listen, Akash Baruch listen to them. So I have to dab them for their schos. I have to say, Akash Baruch you hear them, they're holding in a bad place. I need to defend them. I need to defend their honor. They're almost, they're not going to listen to me if I would tell them to go into the Yam. Uh, is that the right cheshbon and said? If I didn't say, if, if it wasn't the Sfarna that says, I would never, I would never, no one would be allowed to say. Says the Sfarna, Lefichach, therefore, Omar Lai HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ma Titzak Why are you screaming out to me? Ki Amnu Atachoshet Bekshem. You're misjudging the people. What? Hashem was upset at Moshe Abedu, not because of you shouldn't be scared or you shouldn't be fearful or anything like that. Because don't let the fact that the, that, the, that the Eden are crying out in fear distract you or to, to confuse you to where they're really holding. Sometimes, and this is the biggest side, Hashem saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, believe in them. Have trust in them. Don't judge them too quickly. Yeah, you hear what they're saying, but understand that deep down underneath them is really a desire to serve me. Godless. It's really Godless. to serve me. It's really to serve that they are people who really want to grow who really want to be connected to me. The fact that they're manifesting some level of emotion, it's understandable. It's understandable that level of emotion is very scary. They just came out of a trying, they still have a, they're still not a developed nation. They haven't fully for, formed into, into what the people of Israel. They'd only received the Torah 40 days later. Don't get distracted by the pain that they're expressing. So often, this is the biggest thing for us, so often somebody could be coming up to you and expressing a frustration towards you, anger towards you. It could be a spouse, it could be you, it could be other people. That they're, they're complaining to you, they have tinnitus on you, they sound, they're, it's coming out in an incorrect manner. It's coming out in the way that you don't want to hear. We as adults, and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is begging of Moshe to view it, is to understand, especially if you're a parent to a child, that your child's expressing themselves, maybe not in the cleanest of fashions, maybe not in the clearest of ways, but they're trying to express a real intention of closeness. What Moshe Rabbeinu saw by Claudius Yisrael, by them complaining that God, you want to kill us? Hashem didn't hear that. Hashem heard, this is a nation that truly does believe in me. There's a nation that truly wants to listen. And Moshe Rabbeinu, don't get, don't get distracted by the, the, the tough things that they're saying. So often we get so distracted by these tough things. It's not worth it. Be a mensch. Hear directly through the message. I'll tell you about something similar to this idea. There's a Rebbe who, you know, his chassidim will come to, to get brachas from him, to speak to him. And ask him, and usually chassidim, they come in, they come out. The Rebbe's time is very precious. There was one chassid that the Rebbe would give a massive amount of time to this chassid. And what would, the, and what would this chassid talk about? About his chicken coop, about his, about his uh, horse, and about his, his uh, ox, and about his cow. And he would just sit there talking about things that are a little bit mundane. And the Rebbe would sit there with patience and listen to him and listen to him. 20 minutes already. And the Gabe at a certain time, at a certain point, would say to the, would say to the Rebbe, the Rebbe, you're wasting so much time with him. Why are you giving so much more time this chassid and, let, and he talks about things that are just so useless, such stupidity. Why are you wasting your time with him? And the Rebbe responded. He said, oh, no, no, you don't understand. When you hear about chickens and about cows and about ox, I hear, Rebbe, I would have a connection with you. That's what I hear from him. That's the way that he expresses himself. That's the way that he expresses. He doesn't have a higher level of expression to understand how to fully connect with me. He would leave me, he gets older, maybe he'll understand, maybe he'll get more, he'll become more, more of a chacham, but that's not where he's holding. Where, right now where he's holding is his life, his eggs, and chickens, 
and coop and the chicken coop and the and the, the ox and the donkey and whatever spiel. But when I hear it, I don't hear ox and donkeys. I hear Rebbe, I want to have a relationship with you. And you can hear that about other through through our spouses and through our children, that when they're coming to you and they're complaining about this or they want to talk about that, hear and say, listen, there's a relationship that wants to be developed. We should have that maturity level and Akash Baruch Hu hears that in Yisrael. Now we have to, uh, we are still obligated to learn how to express ourselves properly to Akash Baruch Hu. But Hashem hears it. Hashem wants that connection. Hashem wants that to feel. So we have Hashem and we should be Zoychen to Ashavis, which is Gishman. Have a great time.